Welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Parada, and with me to break down the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines Golf Course in sunny San Diego, California, or I guess technically La Jolla. Austin, how are we doing? Fantastic. You know, been a, been a bit, a little bit of a tumultuous day. You just uh, learned that word today. <laughs> I did. I did. You know, it was a <laughs> shaky golf round. I've uh, had a little bit of a shaky voice, but at the end of the day, we got a major and I'm pumped, not only a major, but a major that's right in front of us in San Diego. I'm going this Sunday. So when you, when we bet, when the guys we talk about this weekend and they're racing, they're hunting down the trophy on Sunday, I'll be there to give them the good karma. That's right. You will, you will be on site. Um, hopefully if when, uh, well, you love Rory. So when he's in contention and he's going up against big, bad John Rom. And John Rahm hits a fairway. You're going to run on the fairway and just boot his ball, right? Yep. You get it. You there get you it. Love that. <laughs> um, do you think you would go to like Torrey Pines jail? They just lock you in a little storage shed. Hey, if, if my Rory outright hits, I think it's worth it. Uh, sounds good to me. Um, so let's talk about uh, Torrey a little bit. So I don't think it's a great... I don't think it's a great um, like major venue. I will, I've put, I hear a little, little flex here. I have played it before. Oh, I guess I've played the North course, not this one technically, but, um, and like for a novice golfer like myself, I had a great time. It was just really cool playing where, you know, people way better than you have played before. So that was a little something, but um, I think for TV, it's, kind of cool you get the ocean in the background but it's just a lot of like long drive grab a wedge get it out of the rough or you know a little easier wedge into the um the green i think that it really limits what a lot of the field can do where we like i mean this isn't fair but if you compare it to like a british like a saint andrews or augusta you know, it's a lot more course management that requires a, a more variety of shots. I just feel like you don't necessarily get that here at Torrey. I'm curious to hear what you think about it and kind of how you built your model around the setup for Torrey this year. So, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and I think we've definitely, as we were coming into this, expected this to be a bomb and gouge type of event where the big guys are going to be at the top. They're just going to hit it like, it as far as they can off the tee and most likely be in the rough and then they'll have a pitching wedge in and they'll probably be okay. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the way the videos I've seen from this rough, the talk about how thick this rough is, I think it's really going to be a penal area once you're inside of it, not to mention they've really shrunk down these fairways that they're much harder to hit as well. Um, I think it's going to be good TV just because I think it's going to play pretty difficult. Um, I know the farmers winners are usually over 10 under 10 under par. Um, I just don't think it's going to play quite to that level. My guess is around six, seven, maybe eight under par is the winner. Um, and a lot of it is because of the green sizes. Um, it's small POA greens and they're firm and fast. Um, so I definitely, I put a little more emphasis on putting this week, um, but I also put a lot of emphasis on short game because missing these greens is going to be very uh it's going to be very challenging on everyone, um, especially out of this thick rough. Um, so scrambling certainly matters this week. And then 
proximity matters quite a bit, especially from 175 to 200 out. Um, I also even put a little bit of emphasis on proximity from 100 out because I think out of this rough, we're going to have a lot of guys who are just having to lay up and they're scrambling to uh, just not hit a bogey and bogeys avoided is another essential stat this week. Um, so in all short, I, I'm putting a lot of emphasis on short game. Um, but to answer your first question, um, the, one of your first points is that, yes, I think it is a bomb and gouge course. I think guys can just drive and we've seen it before with the Bryson and Matthew Wolf where they hit it as far as they can and they have a short and the short wedge in and get on the green. But I do think even though it's 7,700 yards, guys like Colin Morikawa, guys like Webb Simpson, who can hit their fairways and are, and are precise with their greens, they do have an, a chance to be a little more tactical around the golf course. And I think if the rough is as penal as it's looking, that could play a big advantage. Um, granted, I think the way we're building our lineups is towards the Bombers. And I think that's probably what we should lean to but I do think that, th that there will be guys who can play a little more tactical. Okay. That makes sense. Like kind of coming into this, I just wanted people who could new, absolutely nuke a driver. And then, um, you know, Bryson, your, uh, your boy Wilco, he put on the show this past weekend. Um, we'll, we'll get into him a little bit later, but um, you know, like your DJs, I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away my uh, my secretly favorite outright bet until later. But um, you did kind of talk me into uh, you know appreciating short game here more, and I, I am very excited to kind of get into it because I think that one of your your guys that we're going to talk about is necessarily necessarily great for that. But um, let's just get into it. But before I get it, before we get into our favorite outrights for the 2020, it is 2021, 2021 US Open at Torrey Pines. Um, follow us at the Sharp Side Podcast if you're a new listener. Um, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you have not. Follow us on Spotify if that's where you're listening, wherever you may be listening. Uh, hit a follow, leave a comment, whatever. Although I think you can only do that on uh, Apple Podcasts. But uh, yeah. Um, outrights, I'm going to kick it off to you. Number one in your model, Rory McIlroy. Can you explain? And you just bet him about 20 minutes before we hit record. I did. At 20 to one, which I'm going to go grab myself to here in a sec. Talk just, about Rory. Why is he a good fit? Well, one, I can't believe we got him at 20 to one. I mean, I, this guy yeah. was the, almost the favorite at the PGA championship just a month ago. And then one tournament goes by and he's now, tw we're seeing 20 to one. Um, I think that's kind of unreal. This is a guy who just won the Wells Fargo just a month ago. Um, I mean, really what's drawing me to Rory is his approach game. His approach game has been phenomenal lately. Um, he's gained over four strokes in, those, in his last three events. Um, he's really doing everything all around. He's a great short game player. Um, he's hitting fairways, but his one issue, his issue is he's the, we know who Rory is. He's a phenomenal off the tee player. And when he's on, he's as good as Bryson. He's as, he's, he's as good as the top dog. And it just hasn't been top Rory's status in, in at least the last couple of weeks. Um, so if that, if that Rory does come to play this week, Rory's going to win this event easily. I, I think Rory, this is a perfect setup for him. I think he's, he hits the ball so well. And I think getting him at 21 is such a good price. 
Um, it's, it's really a matter of what off the tee game we get. Um, and we certainly see him at these majors events where, God, it's like, it's always like the first round where he has just like a little blow up or have a quick double bogey that sets him off track. And he's already five strokes, six strokes back on the field um, just on the first day. And it really pushes him back. Um, if we can just calm down on day one, be within contention. And if he has strong off the tee game, I just really like him as a, as a play this week. Um, and especially at 20 to one, um, I think there's just a lot of value there. I, I can definitely see it. Um, I think that this will kind of play somewhat similarly to how the Wells Fargo played. And I mean, we just saw him win there. It's, I mean, it's, that is also a bomb gouge course with slightly smaller greens. So, and I think that Rory has turned a bit of a corner. Um, we'll see if he can close it out. If he is in contention, I, w- I would be more comfortable if he kind of started off like, T10, T11, and he just kind of threw up a wild Sunday score instead of watching him have to try and close it out on Sunday just because I don't really. I know what you mean there, but at the same time, we haven't seen him in a major, like even be around on a Sunday. Like, at least. So doesn't that worry you a little bit? Because here's what happens as majors it's a horrible Thursday. Yep. And then it's he just tries and plays catch up. I know it certainly does worry me that that is what you're buying into with Rory here. But if he can just avoid that part of his game, I mean, God, he does that every time. If he can avoid that, he's so live. And I think just getting him at 20 to one when he's should be graded as he should be 15. I don't know why he's not, he's not 15. If you can find a 20, uh, I mean, he's, he's a top golfer in the world and I just don't think he's being graded like it. And if he just doesn't kick himself in the foot, is that the phrase? Uh, if he doesn't kill himself on day one, he's going to be hanging around. Is that the phrase? You went from kicking himself in the foot to just killing himself. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Did I? My bad. <laughs> we don't advocate that here. <laughs> no, I, I get what you mean, but um, we got to move off from Rory. 20 to one though. That's a great price. That is, it is, it's good. I'm behind that. All right. So I'm hitting you with one. Sure. Uh, right on he's, he's graded pretty much in Rory's range. I think a little, little lower odds. Uh, we got Bryson DeChambeau, the reigning U S open champ. Yes. And, uh, 18 to one, which click that that's, that is a bet for me. Defending champion. He, sh- his win was so dominant that it like reignited talks about rolling back the golf ball and now the setup is going to be incredibly similar to how it was last year any one by six i think that contrary to the masters maybe a british open and probably like a pga where you kind of get more of a variety of courses at at the pga championship i think at the u.s open you get a lot of like the similar core style and i think it's going to fit to bryson all the time i am going to bet him as a top five too and i think that um he just carries so much win equity as well he's a phenomenal putter i the thing that worries me the most is chipping isn't the best but um that being said hey he's he's going to have such a big advantage 
like swinging a pitching wedge or like a 60 degree out of like the thick rough that other people won't have just because he's swinging so hard and it's really hard to kind of um like this sorry i need i need to organize my thoughts a little bit but you get a guy like webb simpson who definitely has um like i would say that webb simpson is a much better chipper and probably uh, like a long iron player compared to Bryson, but Bryson doesn't need to hit long irons, especially here. And I just think that's a, just a massive advantage for him that very few other players will have when he's like hitting drives, like 340 yards compared to like 310, 305, or even like 280 for some other guys. So I mean, what do you here's think? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. We came into this tournament and we said, just as of like two weeks ago, Bryson and Rom, they're going to win this event. Like they just have to be auto bets because of the leg up that they have on this tournament, just because of their power off the tee. I don't even think Rom necessarily. Like I think Rory, I would. Rory's in that category. Yeah. Like he drives it further than Rom. Yeah. But here's my issue with Bryson. And you're going to disagree because you think he can get out of the rough and then he, because of his pitching wedge in, I mean, this is really just more of like, I'm not going to bet him just out of fear that the rough is too long, that his advantage isn't there because it's going to his... be the same thing as it was last year, dude. But I, I mean, I don't know that probably, but at the same time, I, these videos, what the rough looks like, it looks so damn thick. His fairways gained. He, he ranks 115th in my model. Um, like he's going to miss fairways, but you, your, your argument is that it does not matter. In fact, and... he even said today that, he said, I'm just going to drive the ball as far as I can, and then, I, and then, and then I'm just going to gouge out. Like, he he that's knows this is going to work. Yeah. Okay. I that's a, That is a bold quote. Uh, I'm just betting it out. I'm not going to bet out of fear because – but I might end up getting around to it because I, I agree with you. I mean, if, if, if he can get out of that rough, he has such a leg up on the rest of the tournament um, that it's – he should be able to run away with it again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to, uh, Oh, this was a good one. Actually, I'm going to save him for last. Cause I really like uh, this one uh, to in this. This is a good segue. Bryson versus Brooks. Your, oh, your guy, Brooks Kepka. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily built for it on Sundays anymore. A little bit of scar tissue from his, narrow victory over dj at what was that beth page yeah that was or whistling straight years ago yeah whatever um anyways you okay. like him this week i do like brooks um we had brooks in the pga and we had him for DraftKings. we were how do i say geniuses for taking brooks with their yeah we were at 2.3 percent i mean like that was incredible um, I mean, it's Brooks in a major is the first sentence, first line before I get to Brooks. How, how did they not put Brooks and Bryson in a group? I just, I, it's such, so good for ratings. It's so good for golf. It would have made for such a good Thursday and Friday first pairing. Um, nevertheless, um, it's Brooks, it's Brooks in a major. He shows up for these events and not only that his ball striking is so good right now. Um, even last week he misses the Palmetto. Thank God he missed the Palmetto. Um, I've heard rumors that he was missing putts on purpose so he could go home early. I don't think that's true. Um, but I don't really take too much grade into that. His around the green and putting was pretty poor last week because we know when Brooks is on, 
Like he's putting, he's putting as good as anyone else. And his short game's pretty, pretty solid. Um, but it's, it's really this ball striking. His off the tee has been phenomenal. He has been gaining at, at least two strokes since uh, the CJ cup in October of 2020. Um, clearly since getting re- returning from this injury, um, he's a little healthier now, but he's looking very sharp. Um, and I just, I haven't gotten to him yet. I'm looking at this 15 to one number. I haven't sure. I'm not really sure where my next bet is going to be. Um, but it's hard to not bet Brooks because I just know where he's going to be on Sunday. And that's in the top five. It's just a matter of, is he going to come down and win this event? And I think you think a little otherwise, just because his Sunday track record has not been strong lately. Um, but man, he is always there. He is always there in these tournaments. He is. And I, I agree that I think he, uh, he has a pretty high floor for this, uh, for this event. Um, I just, I have a hard time finding similar value in 15 to one when like we were at 25 and I feel like it was, or it was, it was like 22 in the PGA, right? No, like that. 40, 40. 40. Okay. There you go. And I like, that's a big, big difference. And I think that, um, I think when you kind of look at what's happened over the last few years, he wins when he's able to like chase people down, like he did that waste management, but when he is like the leader going into the event, I mean, he hasn't, he's won one time since, Uh, his last he's won one time since the seventh month is july july of 2019 and i think that he just doesn't carry the same win equity i don't know why and it might seem kind of silly to think this way but he does not he's not been the same guy where he just holds on to these leads and is like the you know the stone cold absolute killer where he can just run away with it on a sunday in fact i would say that he's choked away leads time or two so for 15 to one is just a little bit a little bit much for me plus he just hasn't been uh, great around the greens i i i agree he has choked a few leads away but i don't think you can say that he doesn't have any win equity i mean i think what you're no no i no no i i i just don't think it's the same win equity as he was when he was 40 to 1 30 to 1 that range okay okay i think i mean like if you're betting a top 10 i'm i'm in because like i think that he fits the course pretty well and I mean, I don't, I like, I just think that his floor for me, like he brings it for majors. I just, I'd like to see something a little bit more. Um, There's a guy down here with who's won a major before who has better odds who you kind of like looking at Justin Thomas. Yeah. um, I just think his number's gone too big where I see 25 to one right now. I just, I, for a guy who has won big tournaments before, he's won a major. He just won the players this year. Um, I he, he's been putting on his Instagram story that he just took a video of him hitting a putt, which was probably more than he's hit in his last three events combined. Um, if he puts well, I he is more than live to win. I think he would be the favorite. I he's still one of the best iron players in the world. Still one of the best drivers in the world i think that he misses fairways from like very badly from time to time but he drives it very far 
not quite Bryson far, but very far. I would imagine he's top 15 ish in driving distance on tour. And um, I 25 is way too much for a guy who can, especially for a guy who can chase people down on the Sunday or, and hold a lead. So. I wanted JT. I saw his numbers that he posted uh, at the, it was, what was the last week? It was in, it was, he didn't play the Palmetto, the Memorial. Uh, I mean, where he's like, his approach stats were incredible. His off the tee game was incredible. Um, but he has two clubs in his bag that have just given him too much trouble that I think are just going to be his Achilles heel this week. Um, one being the, the long stick, his fairways. Um, yes, Jazz is right. He does hit the hell out of the ball. I think he ranks 16th in driving distance. Um, but his fairways gain has just not been good. Um, in his last six events, he's only gained strokes off. He's only hit f- f- positive fairways uh, in once, and that was at the Valspar. Um, and then I just – I can't rely when he's just not hitting putts. Um, I agree with Chaz that that number has just gotten too far. Uh, it's 20. I think you – 25 even, is too much for him. Twenty. You can get – I mean, I'm seeing 20, but you can get – if 25 is just – that's absurd. I mean, Justin Thomas has to be a better num- number. 25 on bet online right now. You, that just – like that is – he's a top player in the world where I think 25 to 1, it just almost seems like an auto grab. But I just have to stay away just because I think fairways are going to be at a premium this week. And you're going to have to hit some putts because it's difficult POA greens. I, it kills me to, to stay away from him because I just see a lot of value in that number. Um, but I'm, I, I'm not going to be a part of JT this week. Well, what's nice is that – I think he's he's got like missed the cut or top five kind of polarization, yeah, and I um, I mean I'm sure you could bet get a, like a five to one on him to miss the cut if you really wanted to, but for a guy who is generally so successful in majors, I mean he's won one, but um, in like big tournaments like WGCs and stuff like that, I just think it's it could be his time. Um, finally, and this. I don't, this bothers me. He won the biggest tournament of like all year. And he is behind guys like Patrick Reed, Tony Finau, um, Xander. i sorry, Patrick Reed was a bad example for that. But Tony Finau, Xander, he's has equal odds to Scotty Scheffler. He's uh, below Will Zaltoris. He hasn't won either. What odds? Hideki Matsuyama is 45 to 1. You're seeing 45? Oh, my God. I love that number. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> insane. And I love Will Zaltoris this week, by the way. He's behind Victor Holland, too, who I was, we're going to talk about next. But hey, that, I, it's absurd. It's a craziness. I got to get a, a new book. My, that is a number. Okay. Um, oh. I know I, I just I, I don't have any money in my better line. I'm going to have to deposit that because I'm using a different <laughs> site. Uh, I am all over Hideki. Um, I mean, look, he won the Masters, and sometimes you have a little bit of a layoff after the Masters. I mean, especially like him. I mean, he's now so beloved in Japan. He made so much money off of that win. At first, you would kind of expect that he maybe have some rough performances afterwards. And yeah, he hasn't exactly been phenomenal as best as the 23rd at the PGA, but he's still ball striking so damn well. His off the tee game has been great. Go on. I I want a little caveat there at the PGA. He was in contention Saturday. Yep. And he was kind of like hanging around Sunday too, until I think he went like a triple or like a double bogey, double bogey, or like he just had one really bad stretch and it kind of took him out. 
I mean, unfortunately, the the like I he's hitting the ball so well, but unfortunately, his biggest flaw is creeping up again, and that's his putter. And that's the reason why no one ever wanted to take Hideki before he won the Masters, because he just struggles with the blade. And when he was at the Masters, he putted his ass off. At the Byron Nelson, he putted well. Um, but God, he lost nine and a half strokes to the Memorial, 3.3 at the PGA. It's it's a frustrating, it's frustrating to watch him just because he will miss a lot of easy putts. But if his putter's on, I mean, he likes Poa Greens out of any green surface. If he's hitting putts, we've seen he now competes in these majors. He's he's hanging around contention. 45 to one is absurd. I Craziness. mean, that is that is such a good number. I mean, I, I think Hideki just has to be a grab at that. Agreed. I'm all in on that. Um, right, my, you, you got final guy to talk about. Victor Hovland. Uh, yep. He is, I think, one of the premier ball strikers in the world. He hits the ball a mile, and his irons are fantastic. One worry, chipping is a little iffy, putting a little iffy. I wouldn't go as far to say it's bad. Like, he's like a definitively better putter than Hideki. Like, he's a, a few tiers above that. and he, he has gotten much, much better than kind of I, I probably like what two years ago when we started doing this a year ago yeah a year ago yeah um at 28 to 1 i okay i talk about victor hovland where he's got a little bit of the tony funnel xander thing going where i just Not i quite, need to i but i know what but, you mean i know what you mean but i think he is a better ball striker than Maybe not Xander, but at 28 to one, it's the, that's the number for me. And this is kind of just what I'm looking at. Like I want to go, I want to bet the low number on JT. I want to bet the low number on Hovland. And even I like Bryson's 18 to one, look at Hideki, Hideki's 45. That's ridiculous. And so I, that's just kind of what I'm looking at this week. Yeah. I mean, I try to talk you out of Hovland just because, but I struggle to do so. Um, really the only reasons I have, as you mentioned, is short game's not great. I think you do need a good short game this week, but it's average. I mean, he'll, he'll put in weeks where he will gain strokes around the greens. Um, and then he doesn't really, Poa is his worst putting surface, but it's not beyond awful. Um, at that number 28 to one, when he's ball striking, when he's hitting the ball, well, he's very live to win this tournament. Um, we did mention a name there that I think we do have to discuss. I think we have to discuss Sander. Oh we, yeah, we didn't plan on it. No, we should. Yeah. No, thank you. Although yeah. he's eight, he's eighteen to one, but no, it's I'm not going to bet him to win when he's the same price as Bryson. He's Agreed. cheaper than Jordan and Rory, and Colin, and Justin Thomas. I mean, it's almost like his number just keeps getting bet lower and lower because people are afraid to miss out on that first win that he has. And it's like same thing with Tony Fino. I will gladly miss out on it because it's just like until he proves that it can be done and that he can win one of these things. I, I don't want any part of it. I mean, I know he's going to be competing on Sunday. I know he'll be hanging around, but I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want any part of it. I don't want, and that with that number, I'll take someone else. I was bagging on Brooks Kepka probably unfairly for, not having as much win equity as like I would like him to have for me to bet him at 16 to one for Xander. It's like not even the same stratosphere. Like I have watched him choke, Like he, he like actually chokes. 
you know, like he has a chance to, um, you know, kind of get the monkey off his back a little bit and uh, at Augusta into the water on, was that 16? 16. Yep. I remember uh, the first at the Colonial, like first tournament back from COVID. That was the one burger one, right? And then he yep. Morikawa the and yeah, it missed like a three footer. Yep. It's that time and time again. And it's, the, I guess the hands get a little shaky and he just isn't ready for it. Yeah. And then this is going to be a great snippet when he actually wins it. But, oh yeah. Uh, we want no for part. Sure. And then again, it would be a phenomenal story. We're both oh, San Diego boys. We yeah. love San Diego State. How cool would it be to, for him to win his first major here uh, on a, practically a home course? But I will just – I'll watch him do it. I will have no action on it. Agreed. Not uh, to mention he'll be highly owned in DraftKings, and I will be rooting, yeah. for, a mis- and rooting for a miscut. Yeah. Um, let's just get it uh, pretty quickly into, like, other guys um, – that we have bet or will bet um, before Thursday. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to start off. I th- this is kind of like, I guess you can call it a little bit of a homer pick, but um, I like, I enjoy betting on Matthew Wolf, especially at U.S. Opens. I don't know if he's, I have no way of knowing if he's even touched a golf club in the last like three months, but He's a gamer. He hits the ball very, very far. I think he's like top 10 driving distance on tour. Irons are fantastic. And I think around the green, I would have to worry a little bit. And that guy has one of the hottest putters on the tour. It's, I don't know if he's got like a little bit of the Jordan Spieth putter in him where he sees one go in and it all just starts rolling in. And I think that's going to be very valuable on it in majors. And I mean, he's had good success so far. Um, anything on Matthew Wolf? I bet him at a, a 180 to one. Yeah. I mean, when you get a number like 180 to one, I mean, he chances are he's going to withdraw and he won't finish the tournament. But if he happens to have a strong Thursday, if he's competing, there's no like, this is what, what he's kind of like. Brooks and Tiger, where it's like he only cares for majors. I mean, he shows up in these big events. I don't see why he can't do it again. Um, I I won't. At one eighty one, I will bet it. Actually, um, yeah. You just, that's, throw a couple bucks on it. Yeah, I mean, throw some couch cushions change on it. Uh, I mean, it's just like it's what he provides, what he gives you. Like Chas said, it's just he has the potential to win this for sure. And if he misses the cut, so what? Yeah, like, it's a hundred. It's one hundred eighty to one. Yeah. Like. Name another guy in that range There's that has win equity. No like one Matthew with a win Wolf. equity in that range. Yeah, not, not, exactly. even, not even close. Yeah. Um, moving moving on. Uh, Wilco Nienaber. Is that his name? I kind of forget if it's Nibaber or Nienaber. I think it's well, Nienaber. Look, all I will say about him, um, I don't know anything about him is what I'll first start start with. Um, he, he's from he's South Africa. Good to and know. He hits the ball really far very very far uh 14th in palmetto last week he's played one pga tour event and damn he hit the ball well um i'll take him for a top 20 i'll take him for DraftKings millie makers or DraftKings just you need a low-owned guy because he hits the ball so far that i mean first of all it's like bryson range where it's like if this course does uh, cater to the bombers a low-owned guy like that could have a possibility for definitely a top 20 um, and then possibly give you some good DraftKings points. So I'm definitely looking at Wilco this week. 
Nina um, Bar. Nina Nina Bar, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I'm on board. He was kind of put it. He put on like a driving clinic last week at the tournament. Um, I think he hit one 380. Actually, I think That's he averaged. Insane. I think he averaged like 360 on his total drives. Led the field. Um, yeah. Moving on to uh, Garrick Higo, my boy. Just won an outright on him uh, this past weekend. Hold on, before fun. you start, before you start. Were the reason why Garrick Higo was like anything in golf? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, yes. He, he comes over to the U.S. Uh, Chaz and I really don't know anything about him, and we take him for the PGA. And I'm sorry that we didn't do a podcast last week, but we stayed on the Garrick Higo cha- train, and he wins an outright. So Yeah, and he's a guy who – I mean, he fits the mold. He drives it very far. Phenomenal irons. Short game. Average. I think it's it's just whatever. And um, chipping, I think, is a little bit more. Uh, it's farther behind than the putter, but um, I he I, he's won three times on the European Tour this season. He just won the Palmetto. I think I'm trying to get a, a number real quick. 75 to one around a guy, guys like Corey Connors, Adam Scott. Um, I mean, maybe Adam Scott isn't a good, good example, but like he's below Matthew Fitzpatrick. Like he carries his win equity that I really like. And he carries the high floor of, a, of being able to nuke a driver. So on the Garrett Higgo wagon again, will he go back to back? Probably why not? not. Why not? Oh, why not? You know, yeah, why not? Um, did we talk about Sungjae? I don't think we did. We did not. Go, go ahead, my friend. All right. Well, Sungjae pops in my model. He's number seventh in my model. Um, he does a lot of things really well. Uh, mainly hits oh fairways, gosh. fairways tremendously. Um, his long are very to good. Um, and we're getting a number like 125 to one, which is incredible. Um, if he has one flaw, he probably doesn't hit it far enough. And his other flaws that he's just so like inconsistent lately um i mean some weeks it's off tee some weeks it's approach um some weeks it's putting but he has all the skill sets um that if they all come together at once i don't see why he can't compete in this tournament especially when like he's shown that he's competed in big tournaments before where he finished second at the masters um last year he was balling he was 17th at the pga i didn't realize he finished the top 20 yeah um but then pre-covid he was one of the best golfers in the world. I mean, he was top 20s every single week. He won the Honda, he won the API. Um, I don't think Sungjae is quite back to that level. I just can't believe his number has dropped this much. I think he's a very good course fit. Um, he's going to be finding fairways. He has the great approach game. Um, that I don't see why he won't be hanging around this weekend. Um, I think he's a good DraftKings play because I think he'll be overlooked. Um, and then... If he's 125 to one, I don't see why you can't give him an outright or top 10 plays. No, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it, it's kind of like, he, he's not a bomber, but he's like a, a incredibly complete player. And I like, he just needs it all to sync up. And then like, I think he could really get on a roll. Um, last guy we're going to talk about in terms of outrights. Um, it's a guy he's won four times. His best putting surface is Poa. He's actually one of the best putters on Poa and on, on tour. And he's not short off the tee. Um, and he has a West Coast win this this year. It's Daniel Berger. 
Daniel Berger is 55 to one and I love it. He's got win equity. He is a good driver of the golf ball and he hits irons. Well, I mean, I need it. 55 to one. Give me that. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, with the, well, we've seen what Daniel Berger can be uh, when he's on, he's competing. And the fact that we're getting this kind of number, I, I think it's a great play. I think it's definitely a good bet. Um, you ready to hit some head to heads and then get out of here? Let's do it. All right. You've got four. I do. First one is Brandon Grace over uh, Christian Biz Wade and Hoot. Mm hmm. Right. And um, uh, why do we like, I do, I do like Brandon Grace this week. I think he profiles really well. Why do you like him? I think this is good for two reasons. One, I like Grace, but I don't like Bezet and Hoot. Uh, mainly because Bez, I'm just going to call him Bez. Uh, Bez is going to lose strokes off the tee. He's a guy who really relies on a short game. Um, but on a week like this, where it's difficult greens, difficult roughs, I just don't think this is the type of course where you can really just rely on your short game. Um, I think his off the tee game is just going to shoot him. It's just going to kill him all week. Um, and then Brandon Grace, he's coming in on very strong recent form. Um, he's kind of relied on a hot putter as of late, which always worries me a little bit when taking a guy, but in the last 10 events, it's been solid. So like, I think he's just a really good putter, but strong ball striking in recent events. I just think he fits the course pretty well. Um, and then I think a guy like Bez is, we're kind of betting on him to miss the cut here. I just don't think um, he's a good course fit whatsoever. Um, we're getting a guy with great recent form, good fit. Whereas a guy I definitely think should be faded. So I, I think it's a great bet. Uh, Brandon Grace over Christian Bezet and Hoot. I'm in. Um, I actually also bet Brandon Grace to uh, win this golf tournament. I think I got 150 to one. Um, he's been and he's been balling these majors. Great reason for him. All I need. Uh, next one, Louis over Louis Ustazen over. We we are talking about a lot of South uh, South Africans in this on this pod. Yeah. Um, Cultured. We, we may have hit like all four. <laughs> actually, no. Brandon Grace is South African too. I think. Wow, look at us. Maybe I might be wrong, but um. <laughs> Louis over who? I forget this one. Cam Smith. Um, so mm, okay. Louis pops in my model. Uh, number three off the model. Um, mm. And we've seen what he's been doing in recent uh, events, especially in big events. I mean, he was competing in that PGA. He's been balling out. In other, um, um, was he at the Memorial? I don't have it up to date. Um, but Louis hits fairways. Uh, great approach. Good putting. There's really nothing he does that poor, um, except for maybe his proximity 200 out. Um, but I don't know how big of an issue that's going to be. But really, this is a fade against Cam Smith. He's just been so inconsistent off the tee and approach. He's relied. He's another guy. He's just relying on great short game. Um, I just don't think it's going to be reliable, reliable enough here. Um, Cam Smith, don't get me wrong. When his when he's striking the ball well, he's dangerous. Um, but the way his off the tee and approach game is right now, um, I just think he's something someone to fade. And a guy with like Louis Oosthuizen, um, his floor is so high right now that um, I think he's just He's a, he's a great play here. Um, I'm with you. And, and he loves color greens. I just, yes, he does. I think he was like the only person above Daniel Berger. Um, I just don't want to sit through another tournament and have you telling me, dude, he's going to win this tournament. <laughs> dude, I wanted to bet the PG. I wanted to bet at the PGA so bad. And you talked me off him. And my yeah, God, I saved they, you money. They, you did. Thank God he didn't win. But, he almost did, but I think I think you told me if he wins this tournament, I'm punching you, punching you in the face. 
You know what? That would have been fair. But there is no way in hell he was winning that tournament. Right. Um, I can't believe Phil won. We didn't even talk about that. That's wild. Uh, Will Zalatoris taking on Scotty Scheffler, I believe. Yes. I love me some Willie Z. Uh, Willie, Willie Z is Z. also six on my model. Um, I mean, we've seen him compete at these big events. Um, I mean, he's he's he has two issues. Uh, one is, well, his approach game is phenomenal. He hits the ball very far considering he weighs about 140 pounds. Um, Makes no but, sense. <laughs> but he does, he will miss his occasional fairways and his putter can be sometimes cold. Um, but he strikes the ball so well that I just, I have to have a, a play on him this week. Um, and we've seen him compete at the, the top 20s of the API. He almost won the Masters and he had a great finish at the PGA. Um, Scheffler is coming in very strong as well. Um, but he struggles in difficult tracks. I have him ranked 110th and bogeys avoided. Um, I think he can just have his occasional slip up here. Um, I do believe that Scheffler and Zalatoris are very close. Um, I believe Chaz had some stat that Scheffler has the most strokes, uh, most under par uh, sent in all the ma- majors since 2018. He's the uh, best under par. Um, yeah, I think he was 18 under. Um I think, well, he was in first, I think, since I'll try and pull up the tweet. Keep talking. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly a baller. And when his, when his game is on, um, he, he's, he's definitely going to compete. But Zalatoris is in the same exact category. I think these two golfers are very similar. And I have Zalatoris ranked just higher. And we're getting him as an underdog in a head to head. So I'll take Willie Z because uh, I definitely need some action on him this weekend. Okay. So. Uh, from Justin Ray Golf, good follow on Twitter, by the way, if you don't already. But I'm sure if you're listening to this you, and you care about the U- been on the U.S. Open, you already follow him. Um, best cumulative score to par in the majors since the beginning of 2020. Scotty Scheffler first at 18 under over everyone, of course, but like Dustin Johnson's next, John Rahm is after, Hideki, Patrick Reed. That was the top five. Um, so, yeah, very impressive, but – I'm with you. I think uh, Will Zaltorz is going to contend here. I'm looking at the 40 to one and for him to win. I th- he is, I think he has the, he hasn't won yet. He hasn't been here very long. I think this is going to profile very well for him and watching him close out, like kind of like trying to run down Hideki at towards the end. Like he hit that mon- that like 20, 20 ish footer to, um, hit the clubhouse one, with, the, with the lead yeah. within one, um, yeah. took stones. I mean, it that's, did. that is so incredibly anecdotal, but <laughs> it, it's stuck in my mind. Um, and then finally, final matchup, Charlie Hoffman. I forget who this was over. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Got it. Yeah. There you go. Tommy Fleetwood. Um, yeah. Uh, so, odds. Tommy Fleetwood has not played very well as of late, uh, particularly on difficult courses. Uh, he had missed cuts at the BGA, the Heritage, and the Players. Um, his ball striking just really hasn't been been there. Meanwhile, I really like Hoffman. He's playing outstanding golf. He's made 11 straight cuts, seven top 20s in the last nine events, and he's just been a ball striking machine. Um, Hoffman, also from San Diego, and he says he loves playing at Torrey. I think we're getting a confident player who loves playing San Diego golf courses and he's just a better ball striker uh, than Fleetwood. So I think uh, Charlie here, I absolutely love, I might even take him as an outright, definitely going to take him as a top 20. So I don't hate that outright. What I'm going to do is he's kind of like, 
weirdly famous for um being like a first round leader in all of these tournaments. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think that he could just kind of open up open up on fire and I'm trying to find find a number, just a quick bet online number right now. But um <laughs> the fact that he loves Tory Tory Pines. I mean he already said yeah. he can't I mean, I forget the quote, but he just somehow how excited he was to get out here. Uh, he loves his course. I mean, I could see seventy-five to one tearing, tearing it up on a Thursday. That is your secret pod play. There you go. Put I'm the a, house I'm on a, it. Yeah, hell yeah. Love it. We're gonna make a lot of money Thursday. Um, so. Anything else? I had one we'll, more. Had okay. One more. I didn't even know about this. Let me hear. Um, we haven't discussed him yet. Max Homa. Um, oh yes. I mean, Max Homa is going to be a number. Um, he's playing very good golf in the year of 2021. He won the Genesis. He won the Valspar. He got six of the Valspar and the Memorial. Um, he has the ball striking to get it done. Um, and he loves California courses. He's mentioned that time and time again, um, just how much um, he prefers the Cali West Coast courses. Um, when he's hitting the ball well, uh, Max Homa is always competing. Um, it's kind of funny. He's either a miscut machine or he's top 20, top 10. Um, so I'm definitely grabbing him for top twenties. Might even grab him for a top 10. Uh, don't think I'll take him out. Right. But top twenties and top tens for sure. Cause I, I, I think Max is a good fit for this course on board. Um, really quick. One more guy I wanted to add was, Oh, I just lost him. No. Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. Wow, um, I wrote him down. That's crazy. No way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's crazy. He's just a good driver of the golf ball. And I just think he's going to be good enough around the greens to where I, I think we might see like a wide, like oh, one of those random guys kind of pops up. Um, I Wyndham Clark random. Hope That's fucking crazy. Kind of just kind down. of an insult. That is wild. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Anyways, he's going to contend. Wyndham Clark, there you go. That's my last one. I'm going to bet top 20 and probably top 10. I like it. All right. Is that it? Uh, we'll, we will uh, tweet out our DraftKings lineup. Gonna... And we, we'll we tweet just... out our place. We'll uh, yes, have yes, a spreadsheet we out tomorrow. I'm excited. U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Going to be a good one. Um, and look for Austin on TV. Um, <laughs> Who's kicking John Realm's ball on Sunday on the 18th hole. In the, in the <laughs> middle of the fairway, too. <laughs> As he tries to run away from security guards. Um, <laughs> all right. That has been it. Um, that, was, that was a little longer than I thought it would be. So I apologize about that. But we, we kind of got deep into do our outrights a little bit. Um, thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter at the Sharpside Pod. Download the Betsports app if you haven't already. Um, same username there at the Sharpside Pod. And Austin. Let's go win some money. Let's do it.